Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. This is Marie Brown, uh, Manager of Professional Education and Kim Teresi, Senior Advisor of Aged Care. We're going to spend the next 10 or so minutes discussing very uh, significant changes to the Department of Veterans Affairs, DVA. So uh, welcome back, Kim. Thanks, Marie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, DVA is undergoing a period of really significant reforms around or across many of its areas of services, programs, operations. DVA is really keen um, to implement a whole range of what they call veteran-centric reforms, but they're also very keen on improving their provider engagement, which they have acknowledged they may they could improve on. So um, as part of my role here at Speech Pathology Australia, I've been actively involved in their healthcare providers partnership forums across the last year, um, where we've been able to help provide feedback on some of these new reforms and shape some of the outcomes. So um, that's been really a really great Um, opportunity I guess. Um, But one of the most significant reforms at the moment is the improved dental and allied health reform that was announced in the 2018-2019 budget Uh, and I guess I'm going to talk today primarily around the second element of that reform which is the allied health treatment cycle which came into effect as of the 1st of October this year so just gone. Um, So that's one of those four elements of that improved dental and allied health treatment reform. The item number one, the area number one was a minor reform to the um, terminology within the dental schedule. It didn't really impact us. But um, part three is going to be expected to be implemented across 2021 to 2022 and involve trials of different funding approaches. Um, We don't know a lot more yet about that, but one option that's been suggested by DVA is they might trial a case outcome approach to funding as opposed to time-based. Part four is scheduled for February 2021, um, and that's when DVA has indicated they'll be ready to discuss an update to the fee schedule. Uh, As part of SPA, we've certainly had discussions with DVA about our concerns regarding the discrepancy in um, the fee levels between the allied health professions, the level of fees, the breadth of items available, etc. DVA has certainly acknowledged they're aware of those um, and that they'll be looking into those as part of that fourth element of this reform. So you mentioned the Allied Health Treatment Cycle Initiative. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this is? Yeah, sure. So that uh, Treatment Cycle Initiative, which commenced on the 1st of October, means that referrals to allied health professionals, including speech pathologists, will now be valid up to 12 sessions or a year, whichever comes first. Um, So following the referral from a client's GP, um, and the speech pathologist completing the first session, the speech pathologist will need to write a patient care plan 
um, which can be requested by the GP or DVA. And at the end of the treatment set cycle of 12 sessions, the speech pathologist must use the DVI, DVA report template um, to complete an end of cycle report to send this to the referring GP. And the end of cycle report must include validated outcome measures. Um, I think there's two things, two key things to note about the 12 session or one year treatment cycle. Um, that is that DVA clients can have more than one treatment cycle with a speech pathologist. So if there is a justified clinical need for further treatment, the speech pathologist needs to include this justification and request within the end of cycle report to the GP. And then the GP can issue a further referral for another treatment cycle. So there is no limit on the number of treatment cycles available to someone as long as the GP agrees to the evidence showing further clinical need. And the second thing is that DVA clients can have a number of treatment cycles operating simultaneously across multiple allied health providers. So it's unlike other funding schemes such as the Chronic Disease Management Plan where a number of providers are all trying to fit under the, the limit. Um, it's not the same as that. Every, each profession can have their own 12 cycle treatment cycle operating. So Kim, what do you see as the key differences and implications for speech pathologists with regards to this change? Yeah, so firstly, there'll generally no longer be indefinite referrals to speech pathology available. So DVA clients will need to access speech pathology services via the 12 session treatment cycle. Um, secondly, it'll be mandatory to send reports back to the GP at the end of that treatment cycle. And as I mentioned, there is a DVA template to be used for that end of cycle report. Um, so I guess the implications for speech pathologists there is that there'll need to be that time allowed at that initial assessment to include that collection of your baseline outcome measure data, um, as well as to then be able to repeat those measures at the end. Um, one tip to be aware of is that a speech pathologist, I believe, can bill for both items, SH11, conduct clinical assessment, and SH21, evaluate clinical assessment, when doing this assessment and reassessment at the end of the cycle, along with a newly created item to bill for the end of cycle report. So I'd suggest people consult the fee schedule closely to get an understanding of that. Um, and pro providing those outcome measures and the clinical justification will be an important component to include when advocating for the need for further treatment cycles. Secondly, another tip is to ensure continuity of care for someone. You want to look at asking for another treatment cycle. Um, with the GP and the client's approval, it is possible for you to complete your end of cycle treatment report at the eight week or the eight session mark um, and forward that to the GP at that time. Um, so that it allows the GP sufficient time to see the client and reissue a further referral to ensure that continuity of care. Are there any circumstances where there'd be an exception to this rule for referrals to be part of the treatment cycle? Yes, there are. Um, firstly, DVA has um, listened and acknowledged 
that certain evidence-based therapies may have a requirement for more than 12 sessions to complete a course of care. So the example of this that has been successfully used and agreed to by DVA is LSVT, Lee Silverman Voice Treatment Program. So this is listed as a specific treatment cycle exclusion on the fee schedule. And further program examples or exemptions can be submitted to DVA for consideration. Secondly, um, following quite a bit of provider association advocacy and input, uh, DVA has developed an at-risk client framework. And this framework can be used by GPs to assess individual client circumstances who need tailored arrangements to meet exceptional circumstances. And the, the information DVA talks about is that it will be, needs to be considered that the treatment cycle would detrimentally impact upon their health, well-being or treatment and or place on them an unreasonable burden or imposition. So there'll be criteria as part of that framework that the GP consults um, and the GP can then indicate a referral for a different period of time. For example, it might be for across a six month period, um, not limited to 12 sessions, but it won't include the um, availability for an indefinite referral. There'll still be a need to specify a period of time and have that end of cycle review through the GP. So an example of that might be somebody who might be living in a, a rural and remote area um, and or having multiple service providers attend and, and have those 12 sessions all finishing at different times who really can't either access the GP on such a regular basis or it provides quite a significant imposition for them. You know, some of the people that we work with it can be really quite difficult for them to leave their house or get out of the house to the GP. So those sort of circumstances are part of what might be considered. And thirdly, I'll just quickly mention, because people might see this and, and be wondering why, certainly we were asking lots of questions at the DVA meetings about why, there has been an exemption listed for TPI clients as accessing exercise physiology and physiotherapy will not have to um, go through the 12 session treatment cycle. So we were quite curious as to why that decision was made as well. Um, as it turns out, it was due to quite strong advocacy by certain TPI clients to their local um, member during the elect federal election campaign earlier this year. And in I think what was perhaps an off the cuff kind of statement that um, member slash minister announced that they would have an exemption for their exercise physiology and physio services. So it really is something that DVA has now inherited mm -hmm. as needing to work with. It wasn't part of their initial design, mm -hmm. <laughs> desire I think to be honest of, of the service system. It's just simply something that has now arisen. Mm -hmm. So Kim, what happens for existing clients who already have referrals in place for speech pathology services? So for those clients that people might already be working with who've got an existing referral in place, they can continue working with them up to a further 12 sessions after the 1st of October 
or when their initial referral expires, whichever happens sooner. And after that stage of a further 12, se- 12 sessions being completed, uh, the client will need to return to their GP to seek a referral and they will subsequently then commence on the typical 12-session 12 12 cycle. And if speech pathologists are wanting to obtain more resources or information about these changes, where's the best place for them to head towards? Sure. So definitely the DVA website has lots of information on there that will be quite critical to look at if you are providing services to DVA clients. Um, You really probably need to have a look through all new revised notes for allied health providers, notes for speech pathologists, the speech pathology fee schedule, and I'd also just make a comment there um, slightly to the side to what we're talking about, but a revised RAP schedule. So um, people might be aware that the um, RAP underwent review earlier this year. Um, We were involved in sitting on the advisory committee for that review and very pleased to um, announce that we were successful in our advocacy around changes to access to thickeners. So as um, as of now, speech pathologists are able to directly order non-nutritional thickeners without needing to await the GP approval. So the processes for that is also available to look through on the DVA website. However, I'd also note for members that on the SPA website, um, to look under resources for speech pathology page and under rebates and funded programs, there are two new FAQs around this area, one around DVA in general and one specifically talking about the arrangements around the transitioning to this new treatment cycle. And on those FAQs are all of the key links that you need to access some of the things I'm talking about. So that would be a really good place to start, I'd suggest. Um, I'm also often placing information, up-to-date information as it comes through, through the SPA Facebook communities on the Ageing and Age Care page, as well as articles and Speak Out, so keep an eye out for those things. Um, but of course, as we um, have always mentioned, of course, you're also welcome to call into national office and speak to me directly if you've got any other further questions. I'd also just mention, though, to keep in mind that for any really specific nitty-gritty DVA questions you might have, DVA have a national advisor for speech pathology, Rebecca King. So Rebecca's also available um, to answer your, your questions as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Kim. No problems. Thanks, Marie. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.